0: Today I'm going to do my personal review of the four Chris's and rank them in terms of talent. I'm doing this in honor of most of the four Chris's having new movies coming out this year. We had Chris Pine with Dungeons and Dragons and Chris Pratt's got Guardians 3 and Super Mario Brothers. Chris Hemsworth I don't think has anything coming out this year and Chris Evans I don't believe has anything coming out this year but the other two Chris's do. So I thought we would do a review of this. I talked to May about this, and she personally just does not like Marvel movies at all. And so she balked. She wanted me to do this as a standalone, though I thought it'd be fun to rank them and see where we agree and disagree. So the reason I'm doing the four Chrises is obviously they all share the name Chris, and they're all roughly the same age, and they're relevant roughly to the same generation of people. I would think the millennials probably identify with the four Chrises. And unlike the versus series where we've done DiCaprio versus Bale or Sandra Bullock versus Julia Roberts, where we look at career and personal life here, I'm just going to look at some just talent wise. And some of these you would not agree with me at all, especially if you're a Marvel guy, because I mean, look, let's be real. Three of these guys are heavily in the Marvel and one is Star Trek. So my, my view of Marvel is not uh, covert I have not shirked from expressing my opinion on Marvel movies. I think episode four is why I think Marvel movies, DCU, just any of the IP stuff has destroyed Hollywood. So clearly I have a strong take on it. But either way, I thought it'd be fun to do the four Chris's. So I'm gonna go, and again, this is just my personal opinion. I'm gonna go from least talented or least range to most talented or most range. And you actually might be surprised by this. So, my least talented of the Chris is, I know you guys who love Parks and Rec are going to get mad, but it's Chris Pratt. Now, that does not mean any of these guys don't have talent. Certainly, at least three out of the four are handsome. Chris Pratt, I don't think, is that handsome. But where Chris Pratt has gone for him, obviously, is the comedy. And the he does have a charisma. You know, he has a goofy charisma, but he definitely is, is a funny guy. Now, he got his start, or is probably well-known for doing Parks and Rec, though I remember him for being on the show Everwood way back when in the early knots. That's what I saw him, I think, for the first time was, was way back then on Everwood. But Pratt is, I think he was on the OC as well, right? He had a little run on the OC. Pratt is just the kind of goofy on Parks and Rec. You know, he's he's winning in that regard, but he he didn't really demonstrate any kind of good acting. Then I think he's probably his first break in terms of like, oh, this guy can act somewhat. Is in Moneyball in 2011, where he plays the pitcher Scott Hatterberg. He does a pretty good job in that. And then he does my, a five-year engagement. He's got a small, relatively unimportant role in that. He's in Zero Dark Thirty, but he's not memorable in that movie as well. He's in Delivery Man, which is that really bad Vince Vaughn movie where he's unwittingly the father of hundreds of kids. That was in 2013. And then you really see his break. So in, in 2014, he's doing Lego Movie, which was very successful. But we typically, we don't count animation. But he hits Guardians of the Galaxy 2014. He blows up there. This is at the tail end of Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is 2009 and 2015. Then he's like, you know what? I'm just not going to have one franchise. I'm going to get two. So he gets Jurassic World in 2015. And so when you look at Jurassic World, Guardians, and Lego, because he's done those three franchises, in terms of like making money and having relevance in, in, in Hollywood, it, it's pretty impressive. And kudos to him. Kudos to him for that. He's in the Magnificent Seven redo in 2016. He's fine in that. He's in the total stinker passengers. The one with Jennifer Lawrence that takes place in a spaceship. And he wakes up accidentally when everyone is asleep for the long mission. And then he falls in love with Jennifer Lawrence. And so he wakes her up. And then she figures out that, that he woke her up. And then the complications that ensue from that. And then just a lot of Marvel stuff, right? He's doing all the Guardians stuff connected with the Avengers and then he's doing the two extra Jurassic worlds and he's doing a lot of Lego movies and it's just eh, you know he does onward the Disney movie he's in the tomorrow world which is an Amazon prize sci-fi movie so he really sticks into his lane and now he's doing Super Mario Brothers which I believe is gonna do very very well it's gonna do very well the reason why I put him as far as that, he doesn't really have a lot of range. He can't be doing serious dramas. The, the, the times he has tried serious dramas, he's not that good. He knows his lane. It's kind of the goofy, brawny, funny guy with quips. And that's fine. Personal life, he was with Anna Ferris for quite some time. And then when he got more famous than her, uh, she didn't like it, she's admitted in our podcast. And now he's with uh, Schwarzenegger's daughter, Katherine Schwarzenegger, who's quite, quite pretty. And they have two children together. Number three is Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, Australian. You might know his brother, who's probably only famous for the Hunger Games movies. He doesn't really... I think he's like only famous for that and dating Miley Cyrus. But I mean, look, Chris Hemsworth is a handsome man. I am not going to deny If you ask most women, you know, who are your celebrity crushes? It's typically Hemsworth and Channing Tatum. I can totally understand Hemsworth. Don't understand Channing Tanning. Channing Tanning, we have an episode on him, I think which is the most listened to episode we have here. And uh, come on, he he he's doesn't have an attractive face. I get his body's attractive and so forth. But Hemsworth, I don't think anyone can doubt the dude is handsome. Now he was in Star Trek. He plays um, He plays Kirk's dad in that opening scene in the J.J. Abrams movie, which I think is a very good movie, which we'll talk about here in a second. But a lot of his movies is just Thor, right? It's all Thor and Avengers. And anytime he tries something different, where he does something action-y, it's hit and miss. Snow White and the Huntsman was a horrible movie with Charlize Theron. He does the Red Dawn remix, which they should never have done. He's good in Rush, the Driver movie. I think he does a good job in that movie. I will give him credit. Black Hat, uh, you know, you you think Black Hat, which I believe is Michael Mann, if I'm not mistaken, could have been so much better. But God, his accent's atrocious in it, and it's just like, he's eh. like, eh. he does do a good comic turn in Ghostbusters, the all girls Ghostbuster that got kind of lambasted for being all girls. And honestly, it's just not as good as the original. Let's take a break. I want to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Ecleto Gregorio. The oldest one we have is. The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 2017, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed And there's about a 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great Feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclecto Gregory on Apple or Spotify. But, you know, it's it's a cute movie, but no one's going to watch the Ghostbusters. But he shows his comedic chops. Because I think before then, everyone just sees him as the brawny Thor. And then, as you notice, as the Thors go longer and longer, they do they do become more comedic. They do become more comedic. Then later, 2018, Bad Times at the El Royale. That was kind of a flop. Then he does the Men in Black reboots. That was not good. Extraction is a movie that, honestly, is it's talent. It, it's... it's He's got to rescue a kidnapped kid essentially. It's fine. it's fine. And then again, Thor love and Thunder and then he's he's supposed to be doing a Hulk Hogan biopic, which I think is right down his lane. And then he's supposed to be doing Furiosa, which is the prequel to the Mad Max movies. and then he's doing extraction 2 uh, eventually which yeah. So look, Hemsworth. handsome man, not a lot of range. He's married to Elsa Pataki, a Spanish actress, who's incidentally five years older than him, which is kind of a rarity. And uh, you know, I think she's probably 15. He's in his 40s. But I like the fact he lives in Australia. He lives a kind of a, a quiet life with his wife and his kids. And that, in that regard, I, I respect him. But I, again, I think he's just the lower end of talent. Number two. Therefore, you'll know who number one is. Number two. Obviously, it's either going to be Pine or Evans. I'm going with Evans as number two. Therefore, Pine is my number one. What? Chris Evans, look, I remember Chris Evans and being in Not Another Teen movie. And he's he plays, you know, the dumb jock in a lot of his early work. Nothing that is memorable at all. I think his first memorable movie is 2005, Fantastic Four, where he plays Johnny Storm. And that is, you know, that's the one with, I think, Alba, right? That's the one with Alba in it. I mean, I think he's fine. I think he's, he's memorable in that. But then after that, it's just pretty much garbage. He's in nothing that's really well-known. He does Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. He plays Lucas, one of the boyfriends. But again, small role. Then he gets Captain America, First Avenger in 2011. And then his whole life changes because now he is in even more Marvel movies than Chris Pratt. If you look at his filmography, it's almost all going to be Marvel movies. Here and there, he does... you know, break off. He does Snowpiercer in 2013, which I actually think is a good movie. He does a decent job in that, and then he does. I mean, it the 20 teens, is just all Marvel, all Marvel. 2019, he's great at Knives Out as one of the sons of the the man who has killed Christopher Plummer, and he does a great job of being the bad guy in that. And then he's in Don't Look Up, but small role in that. That's the DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence Netflix movie about the end of the world. Then he's in Free Guy as well, the Ryan Reynolds one, but that's a small thing. And then he's in Lightyear. He plays Buzz Lightyear. He's the voice. That movie completely tanked. And you know that, that's about it. But I, I would say that he's got talent. And I think he has the best chance of the three aforementioned to actually have a career post- Marvel, if he makes good choices, because he he has shown range. Like I think he's excellent in Knives Out, and I think he does have potential. And then my number one is Chris Pine. Why do I pick Chris Pine? Well, like a lot of of the other actors, they started in teen movies. She, I remember, I remember seeing him in Just My Luck, the Lindsay Lohan movie where I think she's cursed and she can't fall in love. I you know I don't remember. But he does that movie. He also does Princess Diary, too. That's the Anne Hathaway movie where he's the love interest where they don't like each other at the beginning and then they fall in love. And the thing about Pine that I think he has going for him that the other ones don't is that he is just insanely handsome. That guy is just insanely good looking. And Hemsworth is good looking, too. I think those two are probably the best looking. But Does anyone have more piercing blue eyes than the Pine? Then you look, he has 2009, which is Star Trek, his kind of breakout role, and that movie is just great. Abrams does a great job rebooting that. It's a shame that the sequels, I don't think, were as good. They're good, but just not as good. Then he does Unstoppable with Denzel. Come on, he's good in that movie. It's a great movie. Then he does This Means War, which is the rom-com he does with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Thomas Hardy. That movie's not good, but he's winning in that. Then he does People Like Us in 2012. It's a good movie. Comes back with Star Trek. Good in that. Then he does Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. He's good on the Jack Ryan reboot. Again, it's not really his fault the movie doesn't work. He's winning in all these. Then he's in Horrible Bosses 2. He plays one of the bad guys in that. Then he's in Into the Woods the Musical in 2014. He's fine in that look. I mean, you know, that, that movie I think is pretty bad, but at least he gives it a shot. Then he's in hell in high water which i think is just an amazing movie i wish he would do more of this these types of movies so that's a taylor sheridan most famous for the yellowstone universe uh director and writer and it's it's a movie that that takes place in small town texas he's got a brother who's kind of crazy and and they rob banks and they rob banks because the economy is bad and 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 so forth and it's just a great small movie and he plays He's quiet. He barely talks. He's got the beard. He's very introspective. And it's just an amazing portrayal. And Sheridan, again, you know, I, I think the more content he does in Yellowstone World, I think it dilutes his 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 talent. But Hello High Water, which is one of the few movies Sheridan does. He's always on television. It's just an amazing movie. And I think that movie, I wish he would do more of that. Just like I wish Hemsworth would do more comedy. I think that I wish... Pine would do more drama because he has it in him to do it. Then he does Wonder Woman, which is a humongously you know, well-received movie. He plays Steve Trevor and he and Gal Godot have amazing chemistry and he's just, you know, as usual, very winning in that. Then he does A Wrinkle in Time. That movie is a total stinker because it's got Oprah in it. It's just a horrible movie. Then he does Outlaw King in 2018 where he plays Robert Bruce. So it's kind of like Braveheart. He's great in that. I mean, that's a period movie. He's pulling the period accent. He's great in that. And then later on, he does Wonder Woman 84, which is not that good of a movie. Then he does The Contractor in 2022, which is a great movie. And then most recently does Don't Worry Darling. We we talked about that in the Olivia Wilde episode, which I think is episode two. He's great in that kind of being the Svengali leader of the cult town. And now he does Dungeons and Dragons. And eventually... Um, he's gonna do another Star Trek movie that's in pre-production, hopefully. Because I think I think that series is good. It, it really is aging better as the Star Wars movies are not aging well at all. And in Dungeons and Dragons, it just shows that Pine's got comedic talent. Pine has the package. He's he can do drama, he can do comedy, he can do action, just like Hemsworth. But I think all and he's more handsome than the other four. I just think all around he is the package I think personal life is interesting he's dated some the the guy's been around he has his own vineyard as well which is I think it's like fine wine pine fine pine wine and he just lives a very interesting life and I think out of the four we will see in the next 20 years who is gonna stick and I think it's pine for the aforementioned reasons I think once the whole Marvel stuff goes away Hemsworth of course will be doing work here and there all three of these guys will be doing work here and there and have some success. But I think Pine is the one that's going to be uh, the one that's going to be the, the the best out of all these. Guys, I'll post a poll at the cinema rag. You, let me, you rank these four Chris's. You let me know if you agree or disagree. Please rate and review because it helps with the algorithm. And there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal, PayPal to make a donation. The other one is a link to the website where you can catch all the bat catalog in addition to it being on Apple and Spotify. And you can also catch the Awakened Man and Female alyssa Health Apothecary. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to the Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.